Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. People, Peyton's ready. You ready? Yeah. Why are you sounding like so like emo? Yeah. I'm tired. You're not. No, you're not. If you're tired, let's go nene. You want to go nene? No. How come you don't want to go nene? I'm tired. Cause you're not tired. I am. It's the morning. Here, scooch I'm a little closer. Going cl- back to bed. I don't go back to bed in the morning. Okay, well you're not tired because we've been up a while. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, today we're reading book seven of Ivy and Bean. What's the big idea? What does the front cover look like to you? Science. Science. Looks like they're going to have like a science project, I think. Okay, let me see. What's about the halfway mark? Let me get my... Okay, got it. All right. Bean gets antsy. There had been a problem in Bean's house. The problem was staples. Bean loved staples. She loved them so much that she had stapled things that weren't supposed to be stapled. Things looked better stapled, but her mother didn't think so, and now Bean was outside. Um, what does it look like she stapled? Oh, the curtain. Oh, thank you. You guys, don't staple your mom's curtains. She might freak out a little bit. Oh, somebody is a little cold. (laughs) It's because you wanted to move in the first place. Well, because the other one was so hot. Okay, she was going to be outside for a long time. She looked at her backyard, same old yard. She had the same old trampoline, the same old dinky plastic playhouse, the same old... Oh, are going to staple it. Probably. The same old pile of buckets and ropes and stilts, and none of them was any fun. Maybe she could play Junkyard Crash. Junkyard Crash was when you stacked up all the stuff that you could find and drove the toy right into the stack. But it wasn't fun alone. Bean got up and scuffed across the nice green lawn until she reached the not-so-green lawn. This is the part of Bean's lawn that had holes and lumps in it. The lumps were mostly places where Bean had buried treasure for the kids of the future. Well, that's cool. So, like, whoever lives there next. That's cute. Bean picked up a shovel. To heck with those kids of the future. She was bored now. And maybe a secret admirer had added something interesting to her treasure like a ruby or a skull or a dinosaur egg. Dude, that's what we should do on our property. That's what we should do on our property before we build our house. Okay, so you guys, we got a piece of property and we had been paying it off for a long time. And guess what we did the other day, Peyton? Hmm. We paid it off. Because in California, if you buy a piece of property, you can't build a house on it until you totally pay it off. So it just takes so long and you have to like save and save and save and pay for it. And now we can start building our house. But the most important thing, you know what that is? Hmm. Built burying treasure. Hmm. What's it called when you put something in a box and you bury it and then you look at it later? Do you know what that's called? Burying treasure. No, it's called, um, shoot, why am I not thinking about this? It is called a... I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah. You want to do a... Yeah. Maybe all of the listeners can do a... 
That's when you bury something in 10 years. Oh, time capsule. It's a time capsule. Okay. Okay. Bean didn't bury any of her treasure. Her didn't bury her treasure very deep, so it was gonna dig up really easy. This treasure was inside of a paper bag, but the paper bag wasn't doing so well. It was a really it wasn't really a paper bag anymore. Holy moly! Said Bean loudly. I found treasure. She pulled out clumps and clumps. What a disappointment! No ruby skull, no dinosaur egg, just the same stuff she buried. Do you know why the piece of paper was starting to like fall apart? Because hmm. it was biodegrading. You know what that is? So like paper. It's biodegradable, which means like if you choose to buy like, okay, I'll give you an example. There are, there's a company that's called boxed water or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's instead of a water bottle being plastic, it's a water bottle being a box. And it kind of looks like a, oh yeah, the milk carton. Yeah. We, yeah. We got it before in Williams. Um, and that's better because it's biodegradable. So it's not bad for the environment. Cool. Huh? Um, so that's why her paper bag was, was falling apart because it's biodegradable just like our boxes at work that have our lashes in them those are biodegradable is that cool you know how long it takes cardboard to biodegrade hmm. three months and it's gone and it turns into dirt is that cool pretty cool huh okay um just the same old stuff she buried two weeks ago dental floss tweezers a magnifying glass some treasure being flopped over her stomach I'm dying of boredom, she moaned, hoping her mother would hear her. I'm dying, she coughed in a dying sort of way, <coughs> and then lay still. Anyone looking from the porch would think she was dead, and then that person would feel bad. Bean lies still, very still. She could hear her heart thumping. She could feel the hairs on her arms moving. Bean opened her eyes. There was an ant scurrying over her arm. Bean pulled the magnifying glass over and peered at the ant. Her arm was like a mountain, and the little ant was a mountain climber, stumbling along with tired expressions on his face. Poor, hard-working ant. She knew how he felt because sometimes her parents made her go hiking. She watched as he dodged between her hairs and charged down the other side of her arm towards the ground. She offered him a blade of grass to use as a slide, but that seemed to confuse him. He paused, looked anxious, right and left, and then continued down her arm. He had a plan, and he was going to stick with it. Bean watched through the magnifying glass, and he scuttled as he scuttled into the grass, rushing along the, gra- the ground between the blades. Isn't it going to burn him? Well, a magnifying glass will burn um, bugs if you have the sun going through it. Mm-hmm. We can, I can show you that today if you want. I mean, not like <laughs> I'm not going to burn a bug, but like... We can find our magnifying glass, and then I can show you what I mean. And you can put your hand underneath it to see it's hot. It's not going to, like, burn right away, but, like, you can feel the warmth. It's very strange. It's just weird how physics work, huh, in science. Um, Looking anxious to crash the... He was in a big hurry. He met another ant by banging into him, but they didn't even seem... They didn't even stop to talk. They zipped off to the opposite directions. Bean followed her ant to a patch of dirt. Then he plunged down the hole. Come back, whispered Bean. She liked her aunt. Maybe he would maybe he would come outside if she poked his house. She found a stick and then touched the top of the hole. Four ants streamed out and raced in four different directions. Bean didn't think anything of them. Or didn't didn't think any of them were her aunt. Bean watched the ant hole for a long time. Ants came and went, and they all seemed to know where they were going and what they seemed to have and that they seemed to have important jobs. None of them seemed to notice that they were puny little things compared to Bean. Interesting, huh? Hmm. That's an interesting picture. 
It's a picture of her pouring water down the ant hole. This is oh. going to get bad. Bean dragged the hose towards the ant hole. She didn't turn the hose on. That would be mean. But she did let a little bit of water dribble into the hole. Okay, good. And watched as the dirt erupted with ants. Thousands of She's ants. She's watering them. Yeah. She's Thousands of water. ants flung themselves this way and that, racing to safety. Help, help, blistered Bean. Flood. The ants ran into lines away from the water. Some were holding little grains above their heads. They were hero ants. But even the non-hero ants were busy. They were all far too busy to notice Bean watching them with a magnifying glass. To them, she was like a planet. She wasn't a part of their world. She was too big and too far away to see them. Bean looked up to the sky. What if someone was watching her through a giant magnifying glass and thinking the same thing she was? What if she was as small as an ant compared to that someone? And what if that someone was an ant compared to the next world after that? Wow. Bean waved at the sky. High out there, she thought. That's funny. That's not true. Well, maybe, dude. We don't know if aliens exist. Honestly, like, we just don't know. I think, come on, you think in this whole wide universe we're the only living people? I don't think so. Crisscross, oh, the next chapter, just deserts. Yeah, Yeah. Okay, can you stop moving, honey? Because that's making a lot of noise. Okay. Yeah, thank you. It picks up a lot of noise, you know what I'm saying? Crisscross applesauce, boys and girls. Oh, crisscross applesauce, boys and girls, Miss Rupitate said. Along with the rest of the second graders, being crisscross applesauce. Then she sat on her hands for good measure. Rug time was tough. It was it was the rug. The rug had a map of the United States on it, and each each day at rug time, all of the second graders rushed to sit on Colorado because Colorado was the best state because it had the Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountains on it. It meant that whoever sat on Colorado 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 got to yell, "I rock!" Oh, so everybody wanted it. That's funny. Bean was in Iowa. She didn't rock. She could rock. She could lean over, way over, and push Vanessa a tiny bit and slap the corner of Colorado and say, I rock. But then Miss Rubate would get mad. Bean knew that from experience. So Bean sat on her hands next next door in South Dakota. I, Ivy was trying to cross one eye without crossing the other. She had been trying all day. She didn't care much about Colorado. Once she sat on it without even noticing... Bean decided to pay attention to what Miss Rubite was saying. Today, class, we are having a special science lesson. Science, beamed Bean stopped. Science! Bean stopped thinking about Colorado. Science was usually dirt or fish, and Bean liked both of those now. But now, Miss Ru- or both of them, but now Miss Rubite went on. But now Miss Rubite went on, and a team of scientists from the fifth grade would be presenting a report on global warming. And what do I expect from you, class? Respectful listening, everyone answered. Almost everyone. McAdam was pulling nubbies out of the rug, and he didn't say anything. <laughs> this kid looks like a little, like something's, like, like he's not coloring with a full box of crayons, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bean said it, but she only felt it, felt a little bit of respect inside. Nobody listened respectfully to second graders. It wasn't fair. Let's welcome our fifth grade science scientists called out Mrs. Arubitate. 
The door to the classroom opened and four students shuffled in. Okay, you are driving me nuts with the moving, okay? Holy to the mother of God. Lay back. Ay, yeah, yeah. You ever notice when somebody's moving and they're moving and they're moving and they're doing this and they're doing this and you're like, you want to say this? Ah! Or like, stop moving! No. That's what I'm feeling inside my body right now. So I'm going to ask you, stop moving! <laughs> Good? Okay. Their names were one. Matt, Adrian, and Shayna. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my god, you're making me crazy. Only Shayna talked. Juan and Matt and Adrian held out their posters. Shayna tossed her hair over her shoulders. This report is on global warming, she said. Adrian, show the desert. This is a picture of the Gobi Desert. This is a picture of the Gobi Desert, but pretty soon, almost everywhere is going to look like this because of global warming. Juan, show her the picture of the polar bear. Juan held up a picture of a worried-looking polar bear. No. Yeah. Now, Shana said loudly, global warming is a total disaster, and it's all our fault. On the rug, the second graders looked at each other. This did not sound good. Do you want to scooch closer? Here, scooch closer. See. You don't want me to move. No, I want you to scooch closer and stay there, because I'm going to be reading like this. Okay. A little bit more ruffling. Oh, my God. I know, no, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just... I'm just triggered. No, I'm just triggered by it. Okay, ready? All right. Make all the noise you can. Okay, get it out. All right, you're good, you're good, you're good. When school was over, Ivy and Bean slumped like two sacks of potatoes on the bench outside of their classroom. What you doing, asked Leo. Ivy and Bean looked up. We're worrying about the polar bears, said Ivy gloomily. What polar bears, asked Leo. Leo was in a different class. There's not enough ice for them to live on, said Ivy. There's not enough, um, they're going to die out. They're going to die out like dinosaurs, said Bean. That heat's going to get them, said Ivy. Leo kicked the bench. You guys want to play stomp tag? Ivy and Bean stared at him. The pollution, it's the pollution, said Bean. From cars, said Ivy. And cow poop, said Bean, reminding her. And that's actually true. Cow poop actually causes, like, tons of um, pollution. Is that weird? It's only because they, they keep breeding so many, and, and um, it's not like if you have a cow in your backyard, that causes pollution. But when there's, like, thousands of cows, it does. It's really bad mm. for the environment. How weird to think about. Leo made a snorty sound. He thought cow poop was funny. Ivy and Bean frowned at him. I'll be it, he said. What, said Bean? I'll be it. You can stomp me first for free if you want, said Leo. He stuck his foot out. Go ahead. Bean shook her head. We're busy, said Bean. Leah looked up down in the breezeway. It was empty. What are you busy doing? We're busy worrying, said Bean. After a while, Leo found some other kids who wanted to play stomp tag, and Ivy and Bean got up and began to worry on their way home. Poor trees, said Ivy, patting one. Yeah, said Bean. Almost, <laughs> she's like patting the tree. Yeah, said Bean. She kicked the cark par on the curb. Take that, she yelled, and felt a little better. Okay, please don't kick cars, you guys. That would be that would be a naughty thing. At home, Bean's mom had heard about global warming and even about the polar bears. Bean's dad knew about it, too. Bean's older sister, Nancy, said, Ha, that's nothing. Wait until you find out about the oceans. What about the oceans, asked Bean. That's for me to know and you to find out. But it's terrible, she added. Bean was too worried to throw something at to even throw something at her. So she went to the backyard and wandered across the lawn. Poor grass. 
poor trees. She squatted by the patch of dirt where, she, where the ants lived and she patted it. Poor ants. She hated global warming. Hot and bothered. The next day, no one rushed to sit on Colorado. Dusset sat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean without pretending, he, without pretending he was drowning. Bean and Ivy flopped onto Wisconsin together. Miss Aruba Tate was explaining the capital letters with her big purple pen. The first letter at the beginning of a sentence is always capital. Okay, thought the second graders. The first letter of a person's name or a place is always capital too. Fine, thought the second grader. Thought, thought the second grader, whatever. Miss Aruba Tate put the cap on her big purple pen and looked at the children on the rug. Well, she said, I know something that will pep you up. Emerson School is going to have a science fair. No, groaned Bean. I hate science, Emma said. Drew and Eric nodded. Miss Arubitate raised her eyebrows. I'm confused, boys and girls. I thought you liked science. No, we hate it, said Zuzu. It's awful. But Miss Arubitate said, Miss Arubitate, what about fish prints? You liked making fish prints, didn't you? Those are okay, said Emma. And our insect studies, said Miss Arubitate, you said you liked those, didn't you? That that cicada was cool, said Margalee. Remember that hissing cockroach, Drew said? That was cool, too. What about the marine reptiles, said Miss Arubitate? The Elasimor or Pleosaur? Oh, I'm not even trying to say dinosaur names. Nope. Said Eric. Eric loved a massasaur. We need Caleb here to read these. He's a dinosaur fanatic. Then why do you say you hate science, said Miss Arubitate. Global warming, charmed chanted the second grade. Global warming? asked Miss Arubitate. Didn't you listen, Miss Arubitate? Bean said. The whole world is going to turn into a desert. The polar bears are going to die out, said Ivy. The frogs, said Emma. The newts, said Eric. Squishy things are in trouble. All the animals are in trouble, said Drew. And it's our fault, said Bean. That was the worst part. Miss Arubitate was quiet for a moment. She looked like she was thinking hard. And then she said, Boys and girls, I'm hearing that you're very worried about global warming, and I'm sorry that you're worried, but I'm also feeling glad that you care so much about the earth. People who care as much as you do are the people who find the solutions to the problem. The second grader looked at each other. Solutions? There were solutions? Right now, scientists all over the world are trying to find ways, are trying to find ways to stop global warming. Science is the solution, not the problem. Interesting. Science made it bad, and now science has to fix it. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sad to hear you say that you hate science. They should work harder, said Drew. Miss Aruba Tate looked at him. Do you remember, Drew, when we talked about the cave dwellers? Some of you thought that the cave dwellers were stupid because they didn't know how to build a house. And we talked about how people have to experiment in order to make their lives better, remember? Yeah, said Emma. We decided that cavemen got the idea to build a house um, from watching termites. Exactly, said Miss Arubitate. We got ideas, experiments, and we find solutions to our problems. That's what scientists do. But they haven't found a solution to global warming, Ivy said. Well, they haven't found one perfect solution, but they found lots of little ones, like cars that don't pollute as much. Each solution is a step towards a big solution, said Miss Arubitate. Do you think that the first house built by a caveman was perfect? No, it probably collapsed. It caved in, yelled Dusset. Eric and Drew fell over laughing. Thank you, Dusset, said Miss Arubitate. And 
The second house probably caved in too, but each time the dwellers learned something new, and at the end, they built a house that stayed up. They were cave scientists, and scientists don't give up on something that doesn't work perfectly. They look for new ideas to make it better. She smiled. And that reminds me of you. You children have new ideas all the time. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Which means you are already scientists. Each one of you can come up with an idea to fight global warming. But we're kids, said Vanessa. You're kids scientists, said Miss Aruba Tate firmly. And what we need for this problem is new ideas, and you kids are great at that. Yeah, whispered Bean. She was great at new ideas. She had them all the time. So I think we have to I think we have our theme for Emerson School Fair, don't you? asked Miss Aruba Tate. Ideas to fight global warming. Okay, Payton's getting a little restless. We have just a couple more pages and then we can take a break, okay? Okay. Oh, this is going to be great, thought Bean. If she stopped global warming, she'd be the most famous person in the world. Do you win anything if you if, if your ideas are the best? She called out. Miss Aruba Tate smiled. You sure do. You win, a certain, you win a special certificate of scientific achievement from the principal. Sheesh, Bean said. Bean had been hoping for money, but she would fight global warming anyways. Icebound. This was a lot. would be a lot easier if some of those white coats... If we had some of those white coats, Bean said. Peyton, where are you going? Look at... I know. Listen, we have just a couple more pages. Well, do you want to take a... F well, no, come here. Right, come here, please. Here's the thing. If we commit to reading half of the book, we have to read the full half, okay? So why don't you come sit down? We said that we were going to do it, and we're going to do it, right? That's the thing about things. If you say that you're going to do something, you have to do it, right? And we're, almost, we're, ha we're over halfway done. Lab coats, said Ivy, licking her ice cream, and lots of little bottles of chemicals. What if there's just one one chemical that would stop global warming and that we discovered it? Bean said dreamily. She imagined herself holding up a test tube full of shimmering pink stuff. Ta-da, she said. She was saying all around her, other scientists clapped in amazement. Don't you remember, Ivy interrupted her, interrupted her daydream? My mom said that I was never going to be able be able to get another chemistry set after what happened last time. You have some you have some potion ingredients, don't you, asked Bean? I was gonna I was going to be a witch when I grew up, so there was usually potion ingredients in her room. I've got some dead flies baking in baking soda. Ew. Oh my god. And Ivy poured some brick powder bean side. I don't think any of those any of those is gonna cure global warming. Mm, me neither, said Ivy. But what will? We have to think, said Bean. Ivy thought and sucked her cream cheese out of her hair. Ew. Bean thought and squeezed her head between her hands until her eyeballs almost popped out. There's recycling, I guess, she said. We could show how it's good for the earth, but everyone already knows about recycling, said Ivy. We're supposed to have a new idea. They thought and thought some more. Bean's dad came into the kitchen and he looked at their faces and sat down next to the table, or sat down at the table next to them. What's happening, kiddolunks? We need to stop global warming, said Bean. Easy, he said. Get rid of cars. <laughs> dad, we're seven. We don't have cars. We need something that we can do for our science fair. Oh, her dad said. He leaned back against the chair and frowned for several, for several moments and he was quiet. Get rid of cars. <laughs> her dad's fun. Suddenly, he snapped his fingers. 
Okay, got one. You can make posters that remind people to turn their lights out. You know, save electricity. You could, you could have a slogan like, lights out when you're out. He smiled proudly. Isn't that good? Bean and Ivy exchange looks. Yeah, Dad, said Bean. Great, thanks. Well, he said, I'm going to go clean out the drains. He sounds like Ongron. <laughs> Ongron is Peyton's stepdad. Okay, Bean. Okay, said Bean. Ivy and Bean watched as he left the room. Then they looked at each other and shook their heads. That has got to be the most boring idea ever, said Bean. You know, grown-ups, said Ivy, they don't have very good imaginations. Ivy and Bean began to think and think again. What if began Ivy and stopped. She started she started at the refrigerator. Bean looked at the refrigerator too. What about them? Think, how could you cool down how could you cool down a hot thing? asked Ivy. Ice cubes. If we put ice cubes in the sky, would the it would cool the air, right? Right, said Bean, but how are we gonna get ice cubes in the sky? Uh well in real life they could probably drop them out of airplanes, but for scientific fair we'll just throw them in the air to show them what we mean. Bean slapped her hands on the table. Great idea, and easy, too. Moments later, they were running out to Bean's back door with ice cubes. And that they, all the ice cubes that they could find in the freezer. The next minute, they were running back inside to get a thermometer from the bathroom. And and the minute after that, they both stood on Bean's trampoline, holding the, ice, the bowl full of ice cubes. The higher they can throw them... The cooler the weather will stay. Ivy started looking. Uh, Ivy said, looking at the sky. On your mark, said Bean. Get set, go. Together they began bouncing higher and higher, and the higher they, and higher than they had ever been before. I can see my house, yelled Ivy. I can see the North Pole, asked, shouted Bean. But that reminded her of what they were supposed to be doing. Ah, oh, you ready? Yep. Ivy scooped a handful of ice. We have to do it quick together. They boinged as high as they could to hurl. Oh my God, your stomach is rumbling. <laughs> Together, they boinged as high as they could get and hurled the ice up into the air. Okay, I'm going to try and read fast. Quick, quick, get the thermometer, yelled Bean, fighting for her bowl on the ground. Ivy snatched the thermometer and bounced it up again, leaving it in the air. It's definitely cooler up there, she said. Bean, Bean said, collapsing on the trampoline. What does it say? Ivy slowed down. It appeared, I don't know, it says 37. Oh, that's cold, said Bean. I can feel it. Look at him shivering. Is 37 cold? Yeah, but I don't think that that's right. I don't think they let it adjust. Bean's backyard gate swung open. 37 Fahrenheit. That means it's it's like almost freezing. It's not freezing in the air from throwing ice. Bean's backyard gate swung open. Nancy and her friend Mishka came in giggling. They stopped when they saw Ivy and Bean. Nancy looked at the lawn. Why is there ice all over the backyard? She asked. Bean would never have told her in a million years. But Ivy didn't have an older sister, so she came right over and answered, Global warming. What? asked Mishka in a snippy voice. She was Nancy's meanest friend. We're curing global warming, said Ivy, with ice cubes. Nancy and Mishka burst out laughing. Whatever, said Nancy. Come on, Mishi. But just so you know, girls, ice cubes won't stop global warming. The sun is stronger than a billion ice cubes. And besides, making ice cubes uses energy. Duh. No offense, but that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, sneered Mishka. Bean looked down. True? Yeah. I mean, it's not dumbest, but yeah, it takes a lot of energy to make an ice cube. I mean, if, if you're in a place that isn't frozen. It was covered with melting ice. Quickly, oh, Bean looked at the trampoline. It was covered with melted ice. Bean, quickly, Bean grabbed an armful and tossed them at Nancy and Mishka. Hailstorm, she yelled. Watch out. At least it was fun to make them run. Oh, yeah, her friend does look mean. Huh. Yeah, she looks like a mean 
grumpy, ugly friend. Only because she's, like, people aren't grumpy. People aren't ugly because they're older. They're um, ugly because they're mean and grumpy. All right. No mole, no body parts. That's an interesting title for a chapter. Bean and Ivy hadn't found a way to stop global warming, but Bean was willing to bet money that no one else had either. She was famous for her good ideas and excellent fish prints. Ivy knew more about dinosaurs and prehistoric stuff than anyone in the whole school. If they couldn't figure it out, who could? Take poor Zuzu, for instance. She was going to be an ice skater when she grew up. What did she know about science? Nothing. There was no way that she had come up with a good science idea. But she had. Zuzu and Emma tried to plant trees all over the school lawn. In fact, they hadn't just decided it. They started doing it. During recess, they were digging holes everywhere. Trees clean the air because they eat car exhaust and make oxygen, said Emma proudly. Bean had to admit that that was... That was a pretty good. She had a bunch of kids. She and a bunch of kids from Miss Aruba Tate's class under the play structure and watched Emma and Zuzu dig holes. They had to dig so fast that the yard duty Rose couldn't catch them. Rose, the yard duty, didn't seem to care about global warming. Eric leaned over the rim of the slide and said, I'm going to make a garbage robot. You mean a robot out of garbage, Jasmine? How's that going to fix global warming? I asked Ivy. She was reading... She was reading a paper called Science Fair Rules. It's not a robot made of garbage. It's a robot that attacks people who litter. <laughs> That's funny. I'll hide behind a corner, and when I see some guy drop something, I'll press a button, and this giant robot will come out and crush him. Oh, boy. He'll scream, ah, but too bad. He's dead. Oh. Wow, Bean said. It seemed rude to ask Eric how he was going to make the robot. Isn't the dead guy kind of... Kind of like litter, asked Drew. Eric disappeared down the slide. It said, no mold and no body parts, said Ivy reading. Yuck, mold is gross, said Bean. It's, I kind of like it, said Ivy. But that still doesn't help us of any idea. You guys, I don't have any idea. You guys don't have any ideas yet, asked Vanessa. No, said Ivy. What's your idea, asked Bean. Vanessa, what's your idea, asked Bean. Vanessa was either first or best at everything. She even had a retainer lady already. It was very annoying. Oh my god, she had a retainer, not a retainer lady. Retainer was like when you have like pre, pre what you do before braces or after braces. Okay, began Vanessa, sounding like a teacher. You know how Shana said that Earth gets warmer when carbon dioxide hold on. When carbon dioxide holds the heat in, well guess what? People make carbon dioxide when they breathe out. So if everyone breathes breathe less they would have less carbon dioxide, right? Ivy and Bean nodded. My idea is I'm going to make a small, I'm going to make all of my brothers and sisters hold their breath for 15 minutes every day. <sighs> I've got three sisters and two brothers. That's a lot of carbon dioxide. She looked at Bean and Ivy. Good, huh? No one can hold their breath for 15 minutes, said Ivy. No, not at once, said Ivy. A minute at a time. In 15 minutes in the whole day, I bet I'll win the certificate. Bean bet so too, but she didn't say it. She she didn't say it. She said that re that remains to be seen in a very mysterious voice. That remains to be seen. But after Vanessa left, she turned to Ivy. If we don't think of something, we're lost. School was over, and Ivy and Bean still didn't have an idea of how to stop global warming. They didn't talk much as they walked home because they were thinking. As they turned the corner of Pancake Court, Ivy and Bean saw Bean's neighbor, Mrs. Trans, walking her dog, Dottie, Dotsie. Dotsie looked like she was pink, but she wasn't. It was her skin showing through her hair. 
She and Miss Trans were both old. <laughs> Whenever they went for a walk, it was a very slow walk. Slow down, whispered Mia. If we catch up to them, she'll get mad at us. But you're not doing anything wrong, whispered Ivy. I know, but she'll get mad anyhow. Miss Trans was strange in that way. You would think that she'd get tired of being mad at Bean, but she never did. Slowly, slowly, Mrs. Trans and Dotsy trudged through Pancake Court. Even though she was slower than a slug, Miss Trans acted like she was in a big hurry. Every time Dotsy stopped to sniff a lump of grass, Mrs. Trans yanked on her leash and said, Come! in a high voice. I know, you know, that's the thing. You're always supposed to, if you're taking your dog on a walk... You're, you're walking your dog so that he gets some time to himself. So always let your dog sniff. If you're out for 30 minutes, it doesn't matter. If you're walking or sniffing, they're really enjoying themselves. And if you pull them and don't let them sniff, they don't get to have fun. It's like they're kind of a playground. Yeah. Um, come, in a high voice. Dotsie looks sad back each at each lump each time she was dragged away. Go slower, whispered Bean. I can't go any slower, whispered Ivy. If I go any slower, I'll be going backwards. Let's crawl on our hands and knees, whispered Bean. We'll pretend that we're ants. And they dropped to their hands and knees and crept after Mrs. Trance being very slow ants. Little pebbles and sticks dug into Bean's knees, but it was still better than being yelled at by Mrs. Trance. Poor Dotsy, murmured I- Ivy. This is all she sees, rocks and dirt and Tran- Mrs. Trance behind. <laughs> I'd rather look at rocks than Mrs. Trance behind, Bean whispered. Up ahead, Dotsy turned around and saw them. Rip, she said, wonder, she said, wondering and, and trying to stop, but Mrs. Trans wouldn't let her. She tugged on the leash. Come, she snapped. Dotsy's legs quivered, trying to stay in one place. Rip, she choked. Mrs. Trans turned around to give a really hard yank and saw that Ivy and Bean was crawling up the sidewalk. Is that you, Bernie? She squawked, squinting at Bean. Bean tried to crawl in the bushes. I know it's you. Get up. Stop teasing my dog or I'll call your mother. Get up. Bean and Ivy stood up bravely. Weren't teasing your dog, Mrs. Trans. Who are you, li- who are you little girl? Mrs. Trans yelled. Leave my poor Dotsie alone. Rip, said Dotsie, sniffing and hopefully, to- and hopefully, sniffing hopefully towards Ivy and Bean. Come on, come, Dotsie, said Mrs. Trans, giving a giant yank on the leash. Mrs. Trans was old, but she was strong, and Dotsie went flying through the air. Poor Dotsie, Ivy watched them as they, twa- they totter off together. Yeah, Bean said. She's a terrible life, and there's nothing she could do about it. If I were her, I'd run away, said Ivy. But she can't. Mrs. Trans is bigger than she is, and Mrs. Trans can stick a leash on her and pull her around. It's not fair, said Ivy. People always win. Yeah, Bean nodded, watching Mrs. Trans haul Dotsie up her front steps. But you know what? Maybe we can make it there. (laughs) Okay, let's eat. I kind of want to see what they're going to do. Do you want to see what they're going to do? Yeah. Okay, say goodbye. Bye. Wait, really quickly, we said we were going to talk about our animals. Very. We have spiders. We have spiders. Okay, we're going to talk about one at a time. So we're going to talk about the big one. Okay. Okay. Our big one is a... Oh my God, it's a jumping spider. She's being very boring. I said jumping spider. I know, you're being so boring. What's his name? His name is Edward. Okay, she's being boring. See you next time for part two. Okay, she's hungry.